Hey, welcome back to Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Ben. Hey, Chris. Glad to be here. Hey, and you know us. We're just a washed-up going, a washed-up comedian that do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. So be sure to follow us on Twitter to let us know what you think. And also be sure to comment and share any hockey games, news, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. So, Ben, on today's podcast, we've all been talking, and I'm, I came up with a couple ideas because I was stuck in quarantine for quite some time so i had nothing to do but come up with ideas for podcasts and uh, <laughs> uh one of those ideas was things that the nhl could do right now to uh to start fixing some things chris i'm sorry did um uh, did you did you just say meow right meow it, it sounds like you're saying meow yeah it's right meow oh okay i thought we were doing a bit from super troopers but yes right meow super troopers right here that- right meow <laughs> right right here right now all right chris i can't wait to hear these these five fixes it's funny i know you've really had uh, a lot of time on your hands not because you're not a busy and important person but just because you're kind of in in a transitory state so i i am really interested to see what the uh deep dark and twisted mind of chris came up with well a lot of these are serious and the nhl needs to implement each one of these issues immediately or right now so, I will start with one maybe you can have a little bit of fun with. You know, white jerseys at home. What's up with this deal wearing all the dark jerseys at home and all you see is other teams' white jerseys? It's nice to see all the different colored jerseys come into the arena. Black, red, orange, green, yellow, blue. Instead, you see everyone's away jerseys. Why not just make the home team wear the – because otherwise you're always seeing, like if you're a Caps fan, red and white, red and white, red and white. Why not just see the white versus the yellow versus the blue versus the green? Like, why? Why do we have this whole white jersey away thing? You know, Chris, I'll I'll take it a step farther. I actually kind of like having the, the jerseys that are like your team's designated color at home. So being a Sharks fan, the idea that you're going to see a sea of teal or aqua or whatever the heck you want to call that color, that sounds fun. At the Capitals Arena, you know, they say rock the red. If the team's wearing white and all the fans are wearing red, it's a little weird. What if we just get rid of the white jerseys? Now, I know that'll run into issues when, let's say, if you had the Red Wings play the Caps or you had, you know, like the Rangers play the Islanders, they're both kind of blue. So maybe we reserve the white jerseys only when there's a conflict where the players might be confused about who's who. Well, I guess the the NHL still wants the dual jerseys. You want a home and away. You definitely do. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have what? Why? Is away. Why do you need to have a home and away? Well, think about it. Like, talk about if you have like the uh, the blue jackets and the Rangers. But it's just like, a lot of blue. So then, then in that case, wear a white. But I'm saying like if you look at most of the major leagues, I don't think that they have away jerseys. Like baseball think, doesn't. You know, football doesn't. Well, like the Mustangs, they had the dark blue and they had the gray jerseys. They didn't have white jerseys. For the 21 or the 2021 season. But I'm, I'm taking it a step farther. I think away jerseys are, are a hockey only thing. Do you think that they should just have like the specialty jerseys now? They just have their jersey and then specialty jerseys? Yeah, because then think so, you know, like I think it's helpful. Like you just said gray and, and what was it, blue for the Mustangs? Yeah, they had gray and blue depending on, I mean, they didn't really, I, I guys, forgive me if I'm wrong. I don't really think they had a specific home 
jersey because I saw them wear the grays and the blues, which I think the blues were their home jerseys and the grays were their away, but they had the specialty jerseys too. It was those bright red ones at the end of the season, the 10th anniversary. So, so do that. Like if, if you're going to be in an arena where – so like you just said, like you said Rangers and Blue Jackets, really close. Like I definitely think there's value in having a third color or a second color in that case. But do a cool one. Like you know, it doesn't have to be white. I, I'm just saying if you were to look at sales of merchandise – the number of people that I see in an away, a.k.a. white jersey at any given arena, it's usually only if it's on super sale and that person's like, well, I want another jersey. I think let's just get away with the white entirely and everybody plays their primary color unless there's a conflict, in which case they have a cool backup option. Yeah, and I think that they should get away from these specialty jerseys that are only during warm-ups. Who cares? I don't want a warm-up jersey for you know, Evander Kane, but – if, if you're talking about where they get to wear, like, uh, you know, the BLM type jerseys for the entire game and, like, he or gets pride. a couple goals or pride or, or military or yeah. whatever it is, whatever it is, say that you have a player like Evander Kane that scores a Hattie that night. You don't think the price of that jersey is going to skyrocket for someone wanting the jersey wore during a Hattie or a shutout for, like, a Martin Jones? I'm just using the Sharks as reference here. But just think about that. Like, that jersey's value increases substantially just based off the game the player had. I, I agree. And I, I also think I suspect the warm-up jersey thing is because there's some kind of economic idea that, like, hey, people will buy these. Just wear it during the game. That That's would it. be Why, super cool. Yeah. You already have them with the names on and everything. They're warm-ups. Just have it on during the game. Yeah, like, That's who cares? Cool. Do, do a St. Paddy's jersey. Do a Pride jersey. Do a... Do it a BLM jersey. Do all those things. Hockey just... fights cancer jersey. Imagine yeah. the hockey fights cancer jersey for oh, what was that New York Ranger that scored the hat trick during the hockey fights cancer month, and he had just survived cancer. That would be amazing. So yeah. So there's kind of two points here. One, no more boring white jerseys unless that's your team color. Two. Wear the warm-up jerseys for the whole game. There's no reason not to that I can think of, unless it's like stripes are hard to pick up on television or something. I don't completely agree with getting rid of the white jerseys. I understand your your thought behind them. I just think white jerseys at home. If if nothing else, white jerseys at home. I, I this is a place where you and I hardcore disagree. White jerseys at home, bad idea. All right. So how about this? Shifting gears. This one's pretty basic. Get rid of the trapezoid. Goalie should be allowed to freely wander because when goalies wander, they make mistakes, man. So so here's my thought on this one, and this might be a little controversial. By the way, I love how I disagreed with you, and you just like moved on to the next topic. It's like, nope, I'm right. Next topic. <laughs> I mean, you're probably right, but still. Boom, well, we just need to move on from the Jersey topic. I got a, I got a few more lined up. I'm sure you do, trying to quell my di- – anyway, so, so joking aside, the trapezoid – okay, this is not joking aside. This is more joking. Look, Chris, you know I have a lot of family members that are teachers. I've been tutoring and mentoring – uh, kids in various programs, you know, kids at risk, kids in need throughout my adult life. I worry that if you get rid of the trapezoid, a lot of Americans will never know what a trapezoid is. <laughs> Are you saying our education system's that bad? I'm not going to try to get political here or I'm not going to try to get serious, but I would say, you know, if you want to get rid of it, maybe change it up every night. How about one night it's a trapezoid, one night it's a rhombus. Uh, one night, it's a hexagon, and then people are like, oh, that's what a hexagon is. Maybe one night, if the goalies leave the blue paint, it's an automatic penalty. Yeah, I think that's a cool idea, too. And then every night, make the blue paint smaller and smaller, so it's kind of like the floor is lava for the goalies. 
<laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't hold my guys down that hard. Can't do that. So you'll make them wear white jerseys, but you're not going to make them play the Flores Lava while they try to protect the net. No. All right. No, they can wear white jerseys. I have no problem with the white jerseys. I just, you want to really go back to that jersey top? No, okay, I, just, I am just, just saying that the white jerseys. <laughs> It just I'm sick of seeing white jerseys when I go to a game. I never get to see any team's other colors. It's my team and the other team's whites. My team and the other team's whites. It's the same. I don't know, man. It's just boring. And when it comes to the trapezoid, right on that shift, the goalies have figured it out. The goalies are still going to get the puck. I think if you let goalies wander through that corner, there's a lot more opportunity for mistakes to occur because they're not allowed to freely wander again. Yeah, but mistakes are fun. That's always the highlight reels. Like Marc-Andre Fleury, who's pretty much impeccable, totally blowing it. That's great television. Right, but that's why you want the goalies to be able to leave the crease completely and go anywhere on the ice like they could before. Here's the other thing. I don't agree with the rule of the goalies can't cross the, the red line. Like, what's up with that? I, you know what? I just think back, you know, we should just introduce uh, dodecahedrons. I just think the goalies should have a three-dimensional – uh, complex shape, and that'll just make them improve their game. I'm going to pretend like I know what that is. I, I think it's like a D20. Anyway, uh, Chris, so so we both agree there should never be white jerseys and goalies should not be able to play outside of a very small area. That's clearly what you just said. So what's your number three? Nope, that was not on either. What? I, I think that's what you said. Check the tape. Check the tape. <laughs> okay, we'll move on to the next one. The NHL actually needs to get serious about the safety of the players. Hire an outside organization because clearly individuals like Peros and Shanahan are ill-equipped to actually protect the players on the ice. So I have a couple thoughts on this one. The first of all thought is, boy, you know what? I was going to make a joke about this, but actually, <laughs> I agree. So I'm not going to make. I'm not actually going to make any jokes. Yes, let's let's get the. We've had numerous discussions on the show about this. Let's protect the players, guys. I'm not, look, this is me, Ben, being serious right now. Let's well, do it. Do you agree with my my uh, my suggestion to hire an outside organization? I think if that's what it takes, I'd, I would obviously be. Because get these ex-players, like, again, Shanahan, Peros, and whoever else has been in charge of it, everyone seems incompetent and ill-equipped to actually handle player safety. Like, this, this past playoffs has been a highlight of just, the yeah, atrocities allowed to have on the ice, like you had Reeves basically, as I think Sebastian said, you know, picking on an old man by putting him in the post and then ultimately trying to kneel on another guy's head while he's down and still going for him. And some of these nasty hits, only four games for Shifley, and he was upset about it when he should have gotten over Forever. 20. Yeah, he should have. So it's, just, it's it's disgusting that the NHL allows this to continue to happen. And we've already said, save that was a... Peros on Crosby. Peros would have got 25 games. Yeah, it's you know, I, but it's oh, it's it's just, it's just it's just Evans, so who cares? I I think it's completely subjective. It's not well instituted. I guess my question is, what is the root cause? Is it the rules? Is it that there's too much subjectivity and folks like Shanahan and Peros who look, I don't know them. Maybe they mean well and and are just having trouble coming up with something objective. If a third party would help, I'd be for it. I'm curious, are there any other leagues where that's what they do? Or is there a need for it in other sports where the propensity for injury is so situational? I don't know. But I, I would if if trying that proved that it was effective, I would totally be for it. I think it's worth experimenting. 
yeah, I just think that they, they've got to come up with something better than the system they have because the system they have is... Not work. It's not protecting. No, and I under, I understand that Shifley has no history of this. He has no reputation for being this type of player, but that doesn't excuse the hit he had on Evans in that playoff game. It's inexcusable, and he should have gotten far more than four games. That's a joke. Four games is a joke. When you have guys who have a history like Kadri, Kadri got eight games. Kadri's hit on Falk was nowhere near as bad as Shifley's on Evans, and Kadri got eight games. So, I mean, it wasn't a good hit. He you know, obviously deserved to be suspended for it, and I think Kadri has that reputation, especially in the playoffs. But I think Kadri could have even easily gotten a couple more games out of that because I think he tried to uh, get an arbitrator or something involved, and they decided that the penalty was worth it and he deserved eight games. Shifley's hit in terms of intent and violence, like Kadri made a Kadri decision. He makes dumb decisions on the ice. He's a great hockey player that makes dumb decisions. And he made that decision and he's done it in the past and he got the games he got for it. Shifley, I think, is a probably smarter hockey player, which makes what he did worse. And he deserved more games for it. And I think it was a joke. So I just think that outside organization would be the way the NHL needs to move forward. All right, protect the players. So we have uh, get rid of white jerseys from Ben and Chris. Maybe have them. We got uh, you know change change the situation with the trapezoid. Protect the players. Hard to disagree with. What's what's your next one, Chris? All right. So again, staying on the serious side, the NHL needs to get off its high horse and actually, again, it's a, a situation we talked about many times on this podcast is they actually need to seriously support women's hockey. And I think if they support women's hockey, they'll reap the rewards for the next generation, not only for female hockey players, but also for the National Hockey League. If they get and they if they support girls leagues and they support the National Women's Hockey League and give the athletes, I'm not looking for million dollar contracts right now. They've really got to bring in the fan base to get to that level, but at least livable wage contracts, they could grow the sport substantially. And it's it's gonna it's gonna just pay off in the future. Again, it won't pay off for the next, my guess, 10, 15 years. But the girls growing up watching a league where they can actually play is going to massively, massively grow the sport. Hey, did you guys ever do a shout out, by the way, for Taya Curry when she got selected in the OHL draft? I don't know if we did. So do the shout out. Yeah, so so uh, this was actually a little while ago. It was maybe about two or three weeks ago. But Taya, I don't know if it's Taya or Taya, so sorry for butchering it. But she got selected into the OHL, the Ontario Hockey League. I think she was number 267, a goalie. So, you know, if you remember, we talked previously that there was a woman in the 90s who got uh, brought into the Tampa Bay system as a goalie. And still, re- still really, yeah, exactly, man on Rayon. And I'll just say... What's even more impressive to me, I just read the article. I don't think I realized that that Taya is 16, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is kind of crazy. So I probably need to have a conversation with CFAS because I don't know if I understand age limits in some of these leagues. But either way, super awesome. And I think well, you're right. If we support women hockey or, or women in hockey, some of the leagues are extremely competitive. They're fun to watch. I mean, you introduced me to a couple of them. And I got to say, it's it's great entertainment with a lot of awesome athletes. Let's make it a thing. It should absolutely be a thing. And, yeah, she's 16 because when you get drafted into OHL, that's about the league. They can make exceptions for, like, I think some 14-year-olds and some 15-year-olds. Like, if they're an exceptional player, like I think Sidney Crosby might have been 
one of those players. McDavid might have been one of those players where they're so good, so young. They've become an exception so they can play in this league that's meant for 16 to 20-year-olds. And that's what she's in. She's in a league meant for 16 to 20-year-olds, and she got drafted at 16 into this league. So, you know, the Sarnia stinks, all the talent in her, and, you know, she's going to be joining Sarnia for the next OHL season. So, yeah, big, big congratulations there. And I think that's the things that we want to see when it's advancing women's hockey is you're going to get far more talent and you're going to get far more talent recognized because of one of the things that I think we could definitely start seeing in the National Hockey League in the future, like you're already seeing in the NFL, is they have female coaches in the NFL, you know, whatever roles they have. I know that the Buffalo Bills at one point had the special teams coach. They have female referees in the NFL. So I think the NHL can get to the point where it can start having female assistant coaches and head coaches and female referees in the future. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. And I just learned a ton about the age limits in the OHL, making me further reflect on the fact that as a person in his mid-30s, I have wasted a lot of my life. (laughs) Have we not both? (laughs) But yeah, the last issue we're going to bring up on this podcast is the NHL. And I understand this is probably a negotiation point between the NHL and the NHLPA, but contracts. There are so many bad (laughs) contracts in the National Hockey League that I think, here's how I feel they should go. I think longest-term deals. Longest term you can sign is a five-year deal, and it's it's not extension eligible until free agency the year before the contract ends. No player buyouts. So if you sign that five-year deal and the guy doesn't work out after half a year, you're paying that contract out for the next four and a half years or you're trading him or something. Sorry, but for five-year deals, you're just going to have to suffer the consequences of your actions if the guy just turns out to be really bad. But no player buyouts. You sign a deal. When you you sign the deal, you pay it. You know, that's the deal. Mutual termination always exists. So if the player wants out of the contract and the team wants out of the contract for whatever reason that might be, obviously that exists and it could still exist. But should the player leave the NHL willingly or through an injury prior to their contract's conclusion, the contract is effectively terminated two years from the date their last game was played through an injury issue or the member just choosing to retire, whatever it is from that last game, the team is subject to hold on to that contract up. Whatever two years would be. I don't want to do quick math, but 365 times two is held into that contract for that time. And at that point it's effectively terminating. I just think that some of these teams that make horrible, horrible decisions because they want to keep these top talented players and it's the only way they're going to do it is to sign a guy for 11 million dollars for seven years man that handcuffs a team it really handcuffs a team when the player turns out to be like right now no offense he's more talented than i'll ever be but as a sabers fan jeff skinner we still got nine million dollars a year for the next six years on his contract and he hasn't scored but like 20 goals in two years like if we would have just been able to sign a five-year deal, we'd be out from under his contract in three years instead of six. You know what I mean? I just think that they they need to do something to protect teams moving forward. And I think in the benefit, this benefits players moving forward because if you have a guy that's forking out seven goals a year for $9 million and his contract eventually gets terminated because it's shorter, that money is now available for somebody else in the future and some of the more talent to come up and get paid. And I think it's just better for the NHLPA overall. So, so that's an interesting point. I agree with everything you said. I actually thought the direction you were going to go is some of the shenanigans around cap space, because I know there's been a lot of attention to oh. how, the, how the Lightning have kind of done some some interesting accounting to get maybe a good deal more of their talented players than they should have. 
a lot of the other international leagues don't have the same kind of cap restrictions that the NHL does. So one of the things I've been really worried about is one day Ovechkin's going to be like, you know, I could make a billion dollars working in the KHL. I wonder. Is that what Kovalchuk did with the KHL? It is. It is. Like, and and I know like Semin is is making a ton out there. It's just there's a lot more fungibility with your ability to just give folks money. What do you think about getting rid of the cap? Is that a terrible idea? Terrible idea. Well, I want it then. If it's a terrible idea, I'm for it. Well, I think it's a terrible idea just based off the fact that you will have teams that have a limitless amount of money. So what you end up having is you have a MLB situation where the New York Yankees can just basically buy every player they want because that players become so good. So you can fill yourself out. Like imagine if the like the Rangers, I don't know what their financial situation is, but it always seems to be the New York teams that have the most amount of money. So now they can buy Ovechkin and now they can buy Panera, you know, like they already have Panera and they can buy, you know, Vasilevsky. They can take all the top talent from all these teams and then you have teams that might be struggling, might be like the, you know, I don't know, again, what Columbus's situation is, but I'll use Columbus. Like, say Columbus is a team that's never going to get the ceiling, but when it comes to the cap basement, they'll have just enough because that's how they survive to get towards the cap basement. So now you have a team that can spend $30 million more than they can, and they're going to get all the top-end talent, and you're always going to have the Columbus Blue Jackets riding the pine, so to speak, never being able to make the playoffs, or if they do, it's a miracle run. And all their talented players get sniped by teams that can afford them later. The cap basement is there to protect the teams. The cap ceiling is there to protect the teams. And I 100% believe in the cap. And if these other players like Alexander Semin want to go over to the KHL because they don't have a cap, they have every right to do that. And they have every right to go play in the KHL. I think that if they want to go off to that other league, like the KHL is growing, it's a young league. If having that alternative option, I don't think is the worst thing. But if they want to stay in North America and they want that North American money, they can stay here. If they want to go to Russia and they want to have that Russian money, they can go there. I think the talent should be allowed to go where talent goes. And I don't think the NHL needs to lift its cap abilities just to prevent players from going to the KHL. If they feel like they can have a better career over there, they have every right to go play for Novograd or Moscow, or whoever they want to play for. Uh, I'm going to disagree, because I think a team of all all-stars would be hilarious. Do you, though? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to rile something up. we got to create a little bit of, you know, you, you got to have conflict. If there's no you conflict, know what, though? You're saying a team of all all-stars. Maybe that's a future episode we can do. I know we've done stuff like that in the past, but we can set limitations on building your, uh, your perfect team, maybe within a salary cap limit. Because right now, if you want to do that, that's cap-friendly makes things a really fun truthfully i love that website i'll just especially during uh quarantine i spent a lot of time on cap friendly just playing around one more quick i have to make a correction i don't know what crack i was smoking earlier they, there are away jerseys for for other leagues i still think we should get rid of them but i was definitely incorrect on that so after i said it i was like i don't think that's correct i looked it up and sure enough i was wrong but i still stand by my point no white jerseys ever unless you know it's too red team. i disagree i just think white jerseys at home or a lighter jersey of your away jersey. Something. What do you listeners think? Do you do you agree with our ideas? Do you think there's other things the NHL could change? Like I say, the NHL needs to support women's hockey. They need to protect the players. Shift the whole white jersey thing. Get rid of the trapezoid. And make contracts smart. That's, that's all I'm asking for. So do you like the ideas? Do you think they're stupid? Uh, do you have better ideas? I'd love to hear some other ideas because quarantine was long and these are the ideas I came up with. I'd love to hear about your quarantine thoughts or shower thoughts or 
I'm about to fall asleep thoughts. Reach out to us. We want to know. But until next time, this is Chris and Ben. I'm often wrong, but sometimes insightful. <laughs> We're pitching a hockey, and we'll catch you next time.